The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free gaming community website at enjin.com. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Versecast, the Star Citizen podcast. My name is John Abraham. My name's Jimmy Croker. I am Gleep, and this is the Versecast episode number 29. Today is May 11th, 2945, Standard Earth Time. Happy birthday, Constantinople. 2,615 years young today. Seems you like know, it was just yesterday. I Istanbul know. was Constantinople. Was Istanbul not Constantinople? Was Istanbul not Constantinople? Uh, I can't remember who's the who's the band on that. Um, I know it from They Might Be Giants, but yes, yes, I think it they're was. not mm-hmm. the. They didn't write it. Really? Yeah, it's I, it's an older song. I I found that out recently. I was like, man, I grew up my entire life thinking it was They Might Be Giants, and it's not written by them. But they're still they, a good band. They did it the best. Yeah, they did hmm. it really good. Interesting. Well, 2,615 years ago, there it was. No longer Istanbul, <laughs> now Constantinople. All right. Hey, uh, Ronald Jenkins, thank you for letting us use your songs. We are still using Synergetics as the Synergetics, as the intro and outro tracks. That will be changing soon with episode 31, I believe, is on. we're on schedule for that. Um, try to switch it up every 10 or 11 episodes just, you know, to keep it fresh. You know, fresh, like the kids say. Or they did. Yeah, it, in like 1988. <laughs> well, well, what year is it now? <laughs> we're going we're gonna to go through the time machine again? We're gonna, is that uh, what's going to happen? <laughs> Check it out, www.ronaldjenkies.com. All right, so um, I finally caught up with you guys, uh, Age of Ultron-wise. I went and saw it on Saturday, and um, let me tell you, I thought it was pretty cool. I, you know, I have a lot of questions I want to ask you guys, but I'm afraid that uh, still a lot of folks haven't seen it, so I'm I'm, um, reluctant because I don't want to toss any spoilers out there. Language. Spoilers? Language. No? Language? Language? No? Spoilers? Oh dear Lord! <laughs> you you were actually oh, you were man. paying attention to the movie, right? You were watching the movie. Yes. Language. Oh. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, well, I but let me ask you guys this one question, okay? So, like at the end of the movie, there's the one guy alone in the ship by himself, flying off by himself. Uh-huh. Yes. Do you think we're going to see him again? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> There's no so? doubt that we're going to see him again. Think so? Okay. I mean, right. it's mm-hmm. not Avengers without that person. Well, I, I was... God, you guys are really bad at keeping it spoiler free. I, well, no, I just I... said that person. 
Yeah, I mean, there's there because there was like how many Avengers are there? There's like thirty of them. There's at least twenty nine. Well, yeah, in the comics, there's a ton. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll steer away from this before we do any permanent damage. But anyway, I enjoyed it quite a bit. It was um, it was a, a lot of fun. I thought extremely well done, and I agree with uh, folks saying that they uh, did a good job of humanizing all the characters. Yeah, I have absolutely. a non-spoiler question. Oh, what mm. is your guy's favorite Avenger? Hmm. Gleep, you go first. Um. Not Hawkeye. <laughs> he was pretty awesome in that movie, though. No, well, they really did give him a good, uh, a good uh, story arc in this one. Well, yeah. you know the the line he said to the girl in the place when they were like, you know, getting ready to like do the thing. Yeah. Okay. I've thought that line in my head, those exact words, like for a very long time. I know everybody does. It's like <laughs> he doesn't really help that much. <laughs> but he's got, but he's got a nice house. He's got a house and a. That's and a, true. Yeah. And a wife. Well, I guess we. Oh, all right. So uh, since last time, uh, Iron we, Man, my favorite, my favorite <laughs> uh, Avenger is Iron Man. And John hates Batman. And Gleep doesn't have a favorite Avenger. <laughs> Moving on. Moving right along. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, since last time we recorded, we've uh, man, it's been an, it's been another news rich week, hasn't it, guys? They gotta slow it down, man. I ain't got time in a week to 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 f- read all the news they're dropping. Yeah. Nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Well, um, we did get, um, and I think we even made reference to this last week, uh, that we did get a 10 for the producers, um, also known as 10 for an FPS producer. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Jimmy, did you, I, I I saw a couple of things in there I thought were kind of interesting. Um, you know, they he talked a little bit, and it was it was Travis Day. Yeah. Um, a couple of things which I thought were kind of interesting. Uh, a question came up about... Uh, solo play uh, versus NPCs, essentially, or are we gonna are we gonna have like a, a vandal swarm uh, option type thing for uh, the uh, the module? And apparently, uh, at launch, we're not gonna get that. It's going to be only multiplayer eight v eight, and I guess that's gonna be in the Gold Horizons map, right? And then the the Sataball, which is the zero G thing. So now is it? 8v8 and 16 versus 16 or 4 4v4 and 8x8 I thought it was like half uh half of one Yeah, I think it's 8v8 for Gold Horizon and 16v16 for Seda Ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I thought I heard that too. Which I don't understand because uh Gold Horizon is bigger than the Seda Ball arena. But you can't really move as fast when you're floating around in 3G, right? I mean, it's going there's going to be a lot of sort of, you know, bouncing off of things and going bloop, 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 right? Yeah, maybe it, with Zero-G and with the fact that it's it's a game, it's not necessarily um, first-person shooter specific, if you will. Um, maybe they wanted to beef up the teams to extend the gameplay or to make the gameplay more interesting. Uh, maybe 16v16 gives you more, um, I don't know, uh, game strategy versus 8v8. And I'm talking just for Seda Ball. Mm-hmm. How many players are on a soccer team, at least Ooh. in play? I don't really watch soccer, so I don't know. That's a good question. Nobody it's, knows. <laughs> no, no. Is it like 10 or 8? 
I, I don't would, know. Your sports. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think basketball is five. Yeah, yeah. Basketball is 5v5. So, like, I, I don't think there's any sports that have 16 players. No. It seems, it just seems like a lot to be in that sphere. Wait, I know. A gunfight. There we go. That's right. a sport. <laughs> well, it's, it's pretty sporty if you survive. That's true. Yeah. Um, that just seems like an awful lot of people floating around in a big, uh, you know, in a, in a hamster ball in space, you know? Yeah. A lot of people are giving that a lot of crap. They think they just ripped off of uh, Ender's Game. Yeah, which, I mean, the game borrows from a lot of different elements of sci-fi. Uh, granted, it looks a lot like the Sphere from Ender's Game, but who cares? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean... I made that connection too, but when you think about it, it's really not that crazy of an idea. It's just a sphere where they're practicing zero g um, combat, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. not that's not really anything revolutionary. Yeah. Well, and it's you know the purpose of the whole thing is to test game mechanics at this point. Yeah, and the but game itself is uh, they don't play anything with balls in uh ender's game so yeah and i think the saddle balls also designed to to help um from what they were saying make uh zero g a rich and immersive environment so they've had to spend yeah. a lot of time um mo capping um all the different movements and trying to really lock that down and make that look good and make that look fluid because they really want that to be a viable aspect of the persistent universe yep yeah so, and by the way, it's 11. Soccer? Yes. Football? 11, 11 members per team on the field at any given time. Wow. Huh. So that's a goalie plus 10 other guys. Yep. Wow. No wonder they're so big, the soccer stadiums. Hmm. All right. Well, um, and then another question which I thought was kind of interesting uh, is... Uh, someone wanted to know about are there going to be maps which require both flight and ground combat, which me and my Redeemer, um, we're just all about that because I want to I haul you FPS guys around in my Redeemer, drop you off, uh, pick up the broken ones, take them back, get some fresh ones, bring them out. You know, that, that's really how I want to play in the, uh, in the FPS world. And uh, what uh, uh, Travis said is that we're going to be uh, getting stuff like that uh, in AC3, which is going to happen before the PU launches. So I guess in makes... AC, AC3, we're going to get kind of a combination of some of the stuff. Yeah, that makes sense because they're going to want to be able to test that um, functionality for, again, when the Persistent Universe goes live. So it makes sense that they would eventually tie that in in, some, in one of the test beds. Uh-huh. Well, it seems like forever ago that they mentioned a capture the Idris mode. In right. for Arena Commander, um, like before they even had the name Arena Commander, I remember that being listed as a mode in the dogfighting module. Uh, so I guess we know that that's coming. And, you know, it, I, I wonder if they're going to have... I wonder if it's just going to be breaching in Idris and no, like, mixing Arena Commander with actual ground fighting. Um, because that's what a Capture the Idris sounds like. It's just breaching and not any, you know, like, stations that you land on and stuff. 
Right. I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how how it's going to be interesting to see how they develop that mechanic because people are going to figure out all sorts of creative ways to try and marry uh, ship combat and first person shooter combat. There, I'm sure there's going to be a million different ways to try and do that that nobody is thinking of. Yeah, and I yeah. I brought this up on the forums. Um, once they start putting FPS combat into arena commander matches. When is it Arena Commander and when is it Star Marine? That's a good hmm. question. I, maybe, I would yeah, maybe yeah. it'll be Arena Marine. Arena Marine. Marina S- Commander. Star Commander. <laughs> That's the underwater module. That's, yeah, it's the underwater mod, right? <laughs> I just want my oxy gum. Marine what? boy. No. No? You didn't watch Marine Boy? <laughs> I've never Marine heard of that. Boy. No. I've heard of Shark Boy and Lava oh, Girl. <laughs> Jimmy, help a nope. brother out here. Nope. You're on your own on this one. Oh, it's just, it's the same vintage as uh, Ultraman. I've mm, seen Ultraman. Yeah, like forever ago. <sighs> wow. Sorry. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm old. Good. All right. <laughs> so, um... Uh, did you guys, uh, uh, anything else uh, out of the uh, Travis's uh, solo 10-4 that uh, you guys wanted to bring up? Yeah, well, interestingly enough, um, Hardpoint uh, had sent uh, an email to comms at firstcast.org uh, asking us to talk a little bit about, uh, at uh, the eight-minute mark, uh, somebody had asked uh, Travis, uh, will player clothing and armor, uh, the, basically the, the player clothing and, and uh, armor damage system. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the question was basically asked um, two questions. The first one was, can you aim at and damage weak points in an armor? For example, where, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, where the like the shoulder pad and the chest plate meet up, you know, that, that little kind of soft spot. Can you aim for that and, and do damage in that area? And then the other part of the question was, what do you do with clothing and armor when they've been completely destroyed? Um, you guys both know Travis has talked about their the their con the concept of damage on a player is going to be the same as a concept on damage on a ship. Mm-hmm. So, basically, for the first part of that question, Travis's answer was yes. Um, that you're gonna that the way that they're doing the physical damage is um, you know, a player item is going to absorb kinetic damage uh, before uh, before that particular piece of armor fails, but if each piece of armor reads that kinetic damage in its own right. So, you know, a piece of heavy armor is going to take more abuse than a piece of light armor. And, you know, the the soft bits in between should damage quicker than the harder bits, basically was what he was saying. Now, he didn't answer the second half of that, which was what happens when that armor finally fails? Do you just throw it away or do you repair it? I'm going to go on a limb and say that you can repair it because it's silly to be able to, it's silly that you would just, have armor that's no longer good and you have to buy a new set hmm so do you think there will be like a magic gun that just repairs it or do you need to like take that off and have somebody sew it together if it's a fabric or i think i think you're gonna have to or something i think you're gonna have to repair it off the grid like i think you're gonna have to um I, i i there might be repair stations you know in um in the combat area, but when the persistent universe goes live, I think that you know if your armor takes enough damage and it's it's basically you know torn to pieces, 
you're going to have to get out of there and you're going to have to go to a repair station, either on your ship or in your hangar or on a planet, uh, you know, and, and get the armor repaired. How that mechanic's going to work, I don't know. And how much time it'll take, I don't know. But I would imagine that they, they may have quick fixes that you can, like a repair field kit. That'll just maybe if you're, if you're, let's say your, your chest piece is damaged up to 80%, maybe a field uh, repair kit will repair it back up to like 60%. Dude, I would be all over duct tape. Duct tape. Mm. Field repair with duct tape. Just how awesome would that be? I could take a punch. Field t- <laughs> duct tape, you know, there's a lot of different functions for duct tape. You wrap enough of it around an arm, you could probably take a shot. It's you could the- even use it on ducts. And it's, it's the handyman's secret weapon. It's it true. Is. It is. You guys ever seen the Red Green Show? Yes. No. Ah. That's what I was referencing. <laughs> awesome. Yay! I'm not alone. Yay! (laughs) I'm a man, but I can change if I have to, I guess. (laughs) That's awesome. All right. So, um, cool. Well, uh, thank you, uh, Hardpoint, for contributing that. Very cool. We appreciate it. Since John got angry, uh, we have noticed a definite uptick in the contributions to the comms at versecast.org email address. So mm-hmm. keep it coming, guys. We, uh, we like it. So um, uh, let's talk a little bit about Alpha 1.1.2, which uh, dropped for realsies uh, since last time we recorded. Um, Jimmy, you said that your um, uh, that your wife played through it. I did, yeah. Um, so a couple of things about this. Uh, first thing is um, my wife is not a flight sim player. So <coughs> the whole flight sim thing is relatively new to her. With that said, my wife is a gamer. And what I mean by that is she's not a gamer girl. Um, she was a uh, professional first-person shooter. She was a competitor in 2003 in Unreal Tournament. Ooh. Yeah, um, wow. she she built one of my gaming rigs. Um, she has beat me down mercilessly on a number of games. Uh, she was one of the top 10 hunters on her server in WoW. So, yeah, this is a thing. My wife is a gamer full on. Um, so it's not her first rodeo. So I thought it would be fun to get her to try the first person uh, or to, to try the tutorial. And I bribed her with washing the dogs. yeah so while i washed the dogs she tried the tutorial and i didn't want to be in the room i wanted to give her the opportunity to to just try it so um her thoughts on the tutorial in general uh, she gave it a six out of ten rating um understanding that uh you know that it's still new that it's still in development um there were some things that definitely annoyed her um she said she felt a little overwhelmed uh that they put and i thought this was a good point she felt a little overwhelmed that all of the HUD was up right and right up front. She said that she thought it would have been better if they had added parts of the HUD while um, while you were learning. In other words, like um, you know, the overview, the weapons, uh, shields, uh, that whole section to the left hand side. Mm-hmm. Um, she was saying that the whole time she wanted to play with that and and she didn't have access to it, and it was a little confusing. So she was saying that she would have liked to have seen those bits be added in. As she was playing, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's reasonable. Yeah, she uh, she's a little frustrated getting out of the hangar, but I know Gleep, you had that same problem. <laughs> a little. Uh. 
Once um, she got out, uh, she one of the things that she found really frustrating was the fact that they were, uh, and other people I, I've seen on the forums have complained about this, that uh, Gilly is, re- is waiting for very specific actions. And if you don't do those specific actions, then you're basically stuck in a loop until you do them. Right. Um, you know, one of them was, uh, you know, um, decouple and recouple. Uh, it took her forever for for Gilly to recognize that she had decoupled and recoupled. Um, the other one was uh, using countermeasures. Uh, it took forever for her to for her to get the countermeasure use recognized so that she could get her guns back. Hmm. So those things she found frustrating. Um, I think you know when the game goes live, if my wife plays, she's going to more than likely be more into the first person shooter. She's going to be more likely to be a crew member on my ship. She's not going to fly. Mm. Um, but like I said, she gave it a six out of 10 and, uh, you know, she's going to definitely come back and try it again when it's a little bit more, um, a little bit more fine tuned. Oh, cool. Well, I mean, that's, that's positive. I mean, you, she didn't show up like five minutes later and say, here, I'll wash the dogs. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I did, I did hear a yelling at Gilly though. Cause you know, he gets a little, um, <laughs> a little snippy where he's like on me rookie, you know, and I could hear her like, all right, all right. And I, I don't want to <laughs> curse cause she curses like a sailor, but I could hear her cursing up a storm. Um, because, you know, she, cause he kept yelling at her. So <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. But, but overall, um, she thought the graphics were beautiful. The fidelity she thought was great. Um, you know, she said once she started to kind of get a feel for flying that she did find it to be fun, uh, but still not her bag. Uh, so yeah, overall for somebody that has no experience with star citizen, I think that it was a, um, uh, it was insightful to watch her play. Well, the HUD is something that held me back as well from getting into Arena Commander at first. Um, so, yeah, it would be nice if... Um, I mean, it's great that they have the tutorial in now so for new pilots to come in and learn the ropes, but I think that's completely reasonable to, you know, just introduce that stuff slowly. Yeah. yeah. Um, because that whole pain there is just like, there's a lot of information there. And like now... It's just like I completely understand all of it. It's super easy to navigate, but um, when you're first starting out, especially if you're not into space sims um, or flight simulators at all, it is pretty daunting. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's that was her biggest complaint, which is they just throw a lot at you right up front, you know. And like for me, for for you guys, like you're saying, John, if you've been playing for the last you know eight nine months to a year. Um, you know, going through the tutorial is relatively easy. Um, I actually made it through all the way through without dying right on the first try. Hmm. What's that like? Uh, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I felt, I felt good. I felt like a champion. Um, I gotta say though, um, my favorite part was chasing Gilly through the asteroid field. Um, I really like felt that sense of, ah, 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 as I was flying through. And that was, that was a lot of fun. Well, I, you know, I heard someone, I think it was on Star Signal this morning, uh, one of the guys talking about, hey, how cool is this going to be when at the end of the tutorial they tack on an FPS component and then the they tack on a multiplayer component. And so it's like, you know, this is the alpha. This is actually, you could argue, even the pre-alpha of the tutorial. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, by the time this thing actually, the game itself actually releases in 2017 or late 2017, um, can you imagine how 
they'll have a lot of this stuff all nailed down, but you know, the possibilities of just how cool this can be leading you up to playing squadron 42. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, I think, uh, you know, I think you're right on the money with that, that it is kind of an alpha tutorial and a lot of the feedback my wife had, or a lot of the critique my wife had, uh, I've seen on the forums. And of course, like anything else with CIG, they're taking all that in and, and you're going to see the, the, um, the, the result of that. They're going to take that stuff in. They're going to dial in the tutorial. And I would be curious as to see, you know, six months from now, uh, have my wife go through the tutorial again and get her opinion the next, you know, that go around. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so uh, one of the things that they've been talking about for 1.1.2 that we should uh, realize is some uh, improved stability and faster load times. Now, I definitely have noticed, and I think you asked me last time and I said no, but since then I have definitely noticed that the, the load times have decreased quite a bit. And But that seems to have come since I came out of the PTU and went to the actual live version of the update. Um, and as far as improved stability, um, it seems more stable, I think, in-game, but I can't actually exit the game without killing my client now. Well, I definitely notice the load times. Like, when you load up the game, it's just like a few seconds, mm -hmm. and before it was minutes. Yeah. Um, uh, and then beyond that, stability was pretty good for me. I didn't have any crashes yesterday. Um, I, there was some lag in multiplayer um but that might have just been server side um but yeah it seems more stable and the load times are awesome yeah no absolutely i noticed it right away and i'm actually it's funny i'm having the same uh issue that you are gleep i'm my play playability wise it's very stable uh load times are much faster all that's great but every time i go to exit the game my client crashes Oh, well, I'm 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 sorry for your trouble, but I'm glad to hear that I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah, well, and at the end of the day, I mean, you know, truth be told, if if the game is going to crash, I'd rather have a crash when I'm getting ready to exit. Yeah, <laughs> good point. Good point. Um, and uh, so, guys, have anything else about it? I, I mean, I think it's good. I think it's I think that uh, this is a good patch overall that um, is leading the way to a release of 1.2, which is gonna gotta go to the PTU first, right? So no, maybe not. Maybe not. What they might they might just well with uh, with Star Marine they may just drop it live. That might be one of the reasons why it's taken so long. They might not want to put it on the PTU. Ooh, boy, I'd be real surprised if that happens. Yeah, you never know. All right, I so hope that happens. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to have a shot of it at the same time everybody else does. Which, uh, by the way, uh, just real briefly, on 1.1.2, it was very funny. We were playing last night, and John noticed that the hollow table had been updated. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I switched uh, hangers, which is what I thought it was, but um, uh, I definitely noticed a difference. We were uh, we were playing last night, and all of a sudden, John comes comes across the wire, and he's like, "Oh wow, they updated the uh, the hollow table hanger. I can actually see the difference between the wreck items and the uh, the items I own." Hmm. Nice. Yeah, the wreck mm -hmm. items are purple now, so yeah, you can actually tell the difference. It'd be nice if they made your loner ships purple or a different color. So, so John, if if it goes to the PTU first, you won't download the PTU. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I will download it, of course. I'm oh, okay. What I'm saying is, I would like it to go live, just because I know it would be more stable. Well, but but 
that's the making it more stable is is a result of it being in the PTU and them making yes. a, adjustments. Pa yes. Sometimes <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting to see. I, I you know the thing is I I see both sides of it. On the one hand, yeah, I I agree. I agree one hundred percent, Gleep, that um, they're going to want to put it on the PTU and they're going to want to get um, you know a test bed going first. But on the other hand, it's such a it's it's not a um, it's not a patch. It's a new um, it's an entirely new piece of the game. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm thinking that they they may just keep it in-house and have it go live across for everybody all at the same time. And all I'm saying is I want it to work perfectly and I want it to go live right now. <laughs> <laughs> I want it working and I want it now. Okay. Well, um, fair enough. That's, yeah, I'm, I, I feel you, man. I feel you. All right. So um, anything else on, uh, on the patch or are we good? Short and sweet, baby. Short and sweet. Awesome. All right, um, Around the Verse, episode 43. Um, I did not get a chance to watch this week. I did, uh, <gasps> yeah. Gleep. But I did listen. <laughs> well, I, again, you know, there's so much news to go over that it's crazy for us to try and cover everything. Yeah. Um, but, I, I mean, I think some some key things, um, you know, out of Santa Monica, of course, Darian and Travis always have... Uh, good bits to talk about, and they were saying that they're working on the repair system. Uh, that that ties into the robot, uh, the repair robot stretch goal, which I thought was really cool. Uh, they're also working on uh, the basics of electronic warfare. Uh, they were saying that on electronic warfare, it's going to be skill based. There isn't going to be a you know click this button and scramble somebody's uh, ship. It's going to be uh, taking the time to to develop the skills to be talented at electronic warfare which i think is great mm -hmm. uh and then uh the reliance can have a lot of xeon tech uh and they're really excited to reveal it and that is uh soon tm cool yeah cool, cool. and then um you know ilphonic they're still polishing and and game testing uh austin uh they're also polishing the first person shooter characters and then uh, uh foundry 42 i was very upset no michael this is an outrage where is Michael? Where is the space Viking? Why is there no space Viking? It makes me sad. <laughs> yeah, the the guy that that um, uh, stood in instead of him was uh, he's a little lower key, I think. I don't even I don't even want to talk about squ uh, about Foundry Forty Two. If there's no Michael, I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, uh, well, um, I I did remember uh, 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 Danny's. Uh, uh, report and just that he was talking about <laughs> how um, you know they had gotten feedback about the uh, stuff in the tutorial, in particular the uh, getting out of the hangar without bouncing off of the walls, and how they had made some adjustments. Which um, I was able to actually get out without running into anything. So I'm I I like I like to think that that my uh, running into walls uh, before other folks um, allowed them to not have to when it came their turn. Mm, so, very nice, very yeah. nice. And it's and I've heard and I heard this complained about in a couple of places. I think um, where Gilly was asking you to do a barrel roll, but it wasn't actually a barrel roll, which I guess is different. We need Ace. Ace would explain what an actual barrel roll is, but um, that it's actually an axle roll. And I guess they changed it so that it's now called an axle roll. Basically, you just make your your ship go spinny spin. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Fox, do a barrel roll. 
Exactly. Like that. Just like that. All right. Well, um, I know that one of the highlights of my week was the epic fancy space rock flare item I now have in my uh, hanger. Mm, how, I how about it was you? Pretty fancy too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fellow subscriber, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I thought it was neat. I was a little yeah. disappointed. I was hoping it would go into that shelf. Um, but uh, they once again referenced space oddities, and I like <laughs> the idea of having space oddities. Yes. Well, it was big. It was a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I agree. I, I was kind of surprised at how large, uh, larger rock they gave me. It was it's sort a, of it's like... It's just a rock? Well, um, it, not well, just it's, a rock. Yeah, it's a piece of meteor with some crystals sticking out of it. Um, it's in a uh, anti-grav display case, so it looks really nice. It's really uh, cool, and it's it's cool. It's a cool bit of lore too. I mean, if you go, uh, we'll have in the show notes if anybody's interested. Uh, we'll actually have the Ellis System, uh, uh, the Ellis System lore doc in the show notes for people to check out, and they actually talk about what happened in that uh, in that document. And long story short, Ellis is. Um, is is a system that uh, you have the uh, the Murray Cup is famous uh, is famously held in the Ellis system, and the inner planets. There's a couple of populated inner planets, but there's a lot of outer planets uh, up to and including Ellis Eleven, and uh, Ellis Eleven's moon came too close to uh, came into its orbit and basically crashed into the planet. Um, it was not a populated planet, so there was no casualties, but it made for a great view. And so it's a cool piece of history that people get to have in their hangars now. It looks like a dilithium crystal, Captain. Aye, aye. Yeah. How big is it? Um, uh, it's bigger than a soccer ball. Yeah. Um, and you know, there are 11 guys on a soccer team. So I know that. Big. That's pretty I heard big. that somewhere. <laughs> it's about um, about a meter and a half. Yeah, I'd I'd say at Dang. least. Yeah, yeah, and it and it comes in a in a fancy floaty case. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's yeah. Cool. And I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what else they give us uh, as far as you know oddities from around the verse. I think that's great. The ship models, you know, you know how I feel about the ship models. Um, so I'm really excited that they're going to be introducing this new. Uh, line of um, you know odd collections from around the verse. I think that's really great, and I'm really excited to see what comes next. Mm-hmm. And we should mention that that they introduced the space rock as part of Alexis's subscribers form or su- subscribers corner, which is right. a, a new uh, uh, part of around the verse. Um, so I think this is her second installment. So that was pretty cool. Get to yeah. see uh, what Mrs. Ben is up to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's a cool little segment too. Um, you know, going back to again, uh, that uh, Bug Smashers has its own uh, show now. Yay! <laughs> and and I'm sorry, Ace. I know that you like Bug Smashers, and I know a lot of people out there like Bug Smashers, and that's cool. I dig it. That's your bag. It's just not mine. Yeah, well, who was it? I think it was was it um, uh, Stag actually sent an, an email. He was so angry by your disrespecting <laughs> the uh, yes, the yes, 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 yeah, yeah. Ace, Ace had also mentioned something to me in passing, but yeah, Stag, uh, yeah, Stag had actually emailed me saying, "Hey, I, I like it too." <laughs> All right, so um, they had um, uh, also a controller balance roundtable with a bunch of the guys, Dan, Calix, and Matt. Sherman and uh, nothing really remarkable. I didn't think apart from that they're talking about this. You know, we're at this point in the development process, and this is a thing that they're 
focusing on to some extent, which I think is is really really good, as opposed to it being uh, an afterthought after launch when you know half the people are are unhappy. Well, you're a controller player, right? Well, I mean, I think it was controller in the bigger sense. It was controller like keyboard mouse. Flight. Oh, I yeah. You. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't really have a chance to sit and watch it. Um, some of the buzz around the forums, though, were, were people were basically saying that they really were like kind of like talking loud and saying nothing. To quote James Brown, like this, they didn't really discuss anything um, of relevance or importance to the whole controller debate. Yeah, that, it wasn't. To my recollection, it wasn't um, a, a meaty conversation they just they had it which you know was i thought made me happy but um what i know made you happy was uh, miss lisa ohanian's uh, (laughs) ship shape this week um so uh, john and i are going to go um uh make some popcorn and watch a movie so you just go ahead and start talking we'll be back in about an hour perfect that's just about as much time as i'll need to talk about the goodness that is the constellation revamp um lisa you're my favorite person ever uh, and so, so are the guys in Austin um, that have been working on the design of the ship. Uh, it's interesting. Really, what they only showed was they showed some gray boxing of the outside of the ship. Um, but then they also showed uh, the cockpit and the uh, crew quarters. And it doesn't really look like they haven't done any major um, design changes to the interior. They made it look a lot sexier, a lot sleeker. Um, I, I love the new design. But... I went into my Connie and I took the, took a look at the pictures that they had posted. And it looks like really the the bulkhead, uh, the new bulkhead bulkhead that they added uh, goes just before the. If anybody that has a Connie, goes just before the dining room table drops down. So realistically, you've still got all of the um, space that you had before. It's just sectioned off now, and it looks like that they did do a redesign of the crew area which was i didn't they didn't really show a lot of pictures so i'm i'm really excited to see what those changes are i do know that um you know they added a little uh kind of like meal station which was seriously you know lacking in in the connie's first design so you know more creature comforts um much sexier much more modular uh i'd like to know what they're going to do with the um with the cargo bay and I'd like to know what they're going to do with um, the back end of the ship, which I'm assuming is where you can actually put mods like um, like a med bay. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a kind of a dead space in the back of the ship. Um, if you're a Connie owner, you know what I'm talking about. That's kind of in between the engines and uh, the actual um, the actual cargo bed. And that looks like that's going to be the spot where you can swap out mods. So they didn't show any pictures for that. I'm excited to see what they do for that. Uh, all in all, uh, really great. Love it. Um, excited. No idea when it's going to go into the hangar, but still happy with the design changes. All very tasteful. Cool. Um, and we got a, a sneak peek of uh, the Starfarer stuff, uh, which, of course, we've got a whole bunch more about here in a minute. And uh, if you stayed till the end of the credits, you got to watch the Outlaw Heavy doing his uh, Alone in the Club dance, which I thought was uh, pretty cool. Did you, guys, did you guys hang around for that? Yes, and I had thought I'd heard maybe from Reverse the Verse that that was uh, one of the Queen's security guards. I guess ah. that he, he was somebody that they hired to do uh, the mocap. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I guess that, that he was the one that did the dance. <laughs> That's very cool. That's yeah, very totally. Cool. Oh, man. 
Um, all right. Well, um, uh, reverse the verse, uh, episode forty-five, which we got uh, a couple days later. Um, Jimmy, what, what do you uh, what do you think was the most interesting thing to come out of that? Listen, I'm not going to be one to honk my own horn, but honk. <laughs> um, one of the questions was: um, Is there going to be an active role for uh, fuel spe- or fuel specific career aboard the Starfarer? And uh, they said yes. The ship is actually going to be able to collect fuel and refine it um, by basically skimming off the surface of the gas giants. So I think I might have mentioned that in the last episode. I don't know. Maybe. Man, you're two for two. He is. I I am killing it. The predictions. You're like a. You're like a intergalactic prophet. Yes, man. (laughs) Call me. Let me tell you your future. (laughs) Wait. Why is he Jamaican? Uh, Miss I don't Cleo. know. Miss Cleo? Nobody? Miss Cleo? Oh, yeah. okay. All right. No. <sighs> still no. Give, <laughs> all right. I'll give you Miss Cleo if you give me Marine Boy. Okay. Fair enough. That does, awesome. That's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought that was, uh, even aside from the fact that um, my prediction was correct, uh, I'm excited to see that they're thinking in those terms, that the ship isn't just going to be a refueler, that it's going, you're going to be able to actively go to planets, skim the, skim the, the, um, the, uh, the gas off, refine it, and then go ahead and, uh, sell it. So I would imagine that, like we were talking about, we were kind of joking around uh, either last week or the week before about how you're going to almost have like kind of a space 7-Eleven around gas giants. Mm-hmm. And I, that makes perfect sense to me because the thing is, a constellation is not going to be able to refine fuel. A um, you know a hornet is not going to be able to refine fuel. Nope. So you're going to need to find somebody that has refined fuel to to refuel your ship. And so, what's the best place for a starfarer to hang out? Right in front of a gas giant because people are going to be going that way anyway. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two for two. Hopefully I'll keep my role going. All right. And speaking of the fine folks, um, is it at who who's it uh the folks that brought us the space rock? Who are the flare folks? I can't remember. Um is that they're the folks from Canada, right? Uh-huh. Um what's the name of that company? C I G Montreal. Yes. That no. Dang it. Oh. There are well, a lot and- of game um developers in Montreal. So you'd think that maybe they would have a studio there. That's a good guess. Is it not in Montreal? I don't know. It is in Canada. That's oh. in Montreal. Montreal is in Canada. That's good. But Canada <laughs> is not in Montreal. Parts of it are. Behavior, Just guys. The mo- Thank Behavior. you. Yes. Yes. Behavior. Yes. Yes. Are well, you, they wait, also... are you reprimanding us or? No, I was going to try and play it off like I knew what it was the whole time. But while I was kind of like tormenting you guys going, nope, you're wrong. Nope, you're wrong. I was totally Googling it. <laughs> Is it it's in Montreal? Huh? Is it in Montreal? I don't know. No, it's in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Anywho. the same folks that brought us the fancy space rock, they also brought us Hyper Vanguard Force 4. I love it. Oh, yeah. so much fun. I got I got Atari wrist while I was playing it. That's awesome. I you know the first time I tried to play it I couldn't get it to work for some reason and I don't know if it was my browser or what but uh I was able to fire it up a little bit earlier today and uh, um suck at it but 
Um, I'll uh, try it again later. But I was just thinking, man, this would make a great iPhone app, and I would totally pay a dollar ninety nine oh, for it. Seriously, CIG, if you do nothing else, get put that on the phone. Oh. No, I wish they would put all these mini games like in one app. Well, they've said they've said repeatedly that they are working on, and I would imagine it's going to come out of behavior, but that they are working on an official um, Star Citizen app. Um, I would guess and I would hope that we're going to see these mini games in that app as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had a little difficulty playing it as well. It was like not tracking my cursor. Yeah. Um, but then I went full screen and that seemed to fix it. Um, I think Mac Virus told me to do that. Uh, but yeah, I I didn't get... I didn't get a lot of time with it, but what I did play was pretty cool. And I love that you can actually like do upgrades to your ship and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, it's, it's cool that they added some depth because um, the Orion one, the mini game for the, uh, the, the mining post, mm-hmm. um, that was a lot of fun. But after you finished it, there's like nothing more to play. Like you couldn't go back and you couldn't really do like, there weren't any like high scores to beat or anything, but this one is like a proper arcade game. Yeah, I mean, it's the the first one, the the Carrick one, I think, was the first uh, one. It's like I I I failed once and I didn't I didn't pick it up a second time. Just like was it the Carrick or was it the Herald? Both of them were like kind of um, yeah. Both of them were were fun to play through once. But not anything that you want to revisit. Like once you pay, play through it, once you get your badge, it's like okay, I've been there, I've done that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think um, this this is something that you want to go back to and play over and over again. I was totally having centipede flashbacks. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I need somebody. I need to... Sorry, ahead. somebody's sorry. probably going to pull this down um, and like put it in some kind of package so they can like play it in their arcade cabinet or something. Oh, that would be brilliant. Oh, that'd be awesome. You know what you need to be able to do is like have an arcade cabinet on your constellation and be able to play it on ship. Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> that was me squeeing. Or, or the or the large ship of your choice. Yes, absolutely. Or maybe just like, you know, take up the entire back of your Avenger with with a video game cabinet. Just make it a floating arcade. <laughs> hey kids, you got quarters? What would what would the quarter equivalent of a UEE buck be? Oh, they'll just have like a like a swipe, or a, you know, it'd be some sort of card uh, card reader. Nah, it's like I like it better when there's like quarters involved. You know, when you have to like put the quarter up on the glass. You know, and I got next game. That kind and, of thing. and you can have that annoying kid standing next to you going, "Can I get your last man? Can I get your last man? Hey, dude, can I get your last man?" <laughs> Hated that kid. Oh yeah, yeah. And then we go home and watch Marine Boy. <laughs> well, this is old timey references. That's right on the don't, black and white TV. Don't get me started on the the uh, the um, arcade back in New York when I was growing up in the seventies called the Bow Wow. Nice. Uh huh. Well, I uh, Jimmy, we're leaving John out. So John's I think it's like I don't know any. What are you guys talking about? What is this? This is hey, insanity. I just like this weekend. Um, or no, it was last Thursday. Um, I went about half an hour from here. There is this small arcade and pizza place. Nice. Um, and they have classic games. I played some, they had a bunch of stuff, but I played Burger Time and I've played it before, but I forgot that I hate that game. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it's because it's a pizza parlor. You're not supposed to like hamburgers there. That's mm-hmm. true. I yeah. I don't know. That that game just feels kind of clunky to me. Mm-hmm. I like old games. Like like I played some Pac Man, uh, Galaga. You know, I like I love those games. But mm-hmm. Burger Time just doesn't click with me. Like something about it is just like those guys just move too fast, and I can't get over to my lettuce and hamburger patty fast enough. Yeah, life is problems. Kind of like that sometimes. Yeah, it's problems. Yeah. yeah. But one thing you definitely do like, John, and that's FPS. Am I right? Oh, you're right. So uh, right. I did not have time to read the document. I looked at the pretty pictures and watched the video. John, tell me all the things. Yes, please, John. FPS master. There's a lot of things. This this is less of an update and more of like a design doc. It's cool. like there's just so much in here. Um. But the first thing is they're totally redoing the characters. Um, so they showed off new um, character, like, body armor and stuff uh, for the Marines and the Outlaws, for the light, medium, and heavy guys. Um, and it's just, it looks so much better than it did before. Um, and there's a video that shows, like, what it looks like before and after. Uh, so you should go check out that video. There's a bunch of videos and pictures. Like, if you're not going to read it, just at least go and look at the pictures like Jimmy did. Um, <laughs> in the um, in the video, they didn't show the light armor. Um, or, I'm sorry, they didn't show the light armor for the outlaw, which was the one I really wanted to look at for obvious reasons. Um, they only, didn't they show, like, they showed, like, a light from one side and medium from another side? I know they showed both heavy armors, right? Yes. It was It was kind of random. They didn't yeah, yeah. show everything, but, um, so yeah, they're doing, it's, it's kind of hard to understand some of this stuff cause it's like pretty technical. Um, but they're doing some kind of like material design thing where each piece is an actual material so that they can reuse it on other characters and stuff. Um, so I guess the way I understand that is like, it's kind of like real life. So instead of, um, instead of having a different material for each person, they just use what they know as, like, say, leather. And that will be used for each thing that uses leather. Um, I don't know. That's, I guess that's what I see. I don't, <laughs> I don't really understand what it is, but it sounds cool, and they make it out like it's never been done before. Um, so... Hmm. It should, it should, I mean, it looks awesome. It looks fantastic. Um, they're upping the poly count, which again makes it look better. Um, but, and then I noticed in the heavy armor helmet, the visibility is like way worse than like the normal armor. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like the, the metal parts of the helmet go out way further. So you basically, it looks like you have pretty much like no peripheral vision in the heavy armor. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So I, it makes sense. Um, so that you have the better protection. Um, but that's just another thing. I wonder what that's going to look like. I wonder if it will actually hinder your view. Like if you're only going to, if only like, a third of your screen or two thirds of your screen is actually going to be the world around you. Well, I would imagine that's part of the balance um, between the armor sets, you know, um, making it easier for someone to kind of 
hopefully come up behind him and, you know, stick a knife in between the helmet and the neck joint. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's mean. <laughs> wow. Oh, well, it's fair in love and war. And this is all about war. I wonder if they're going to have shields for well, they, well, they will. I, well, I know they'll have the deployable um, uh, barricades. That's that's for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that would be considered a shield. I wonder I, if I they would. I don't know. Maybe they could have like a heavy guy that carries a body shield. Like a, a, like a shield generator like on a ship. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, like what were those? Uh, what were the the guys in uh, Borderlands, um, the sequel or the pre sequel? Uh, those guys that had those like enormous like steel doors they carried in front of them. Um, oh, well, those guys are in like Borderlands too. They have like psychos strapped to them. Yeah, 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 Remember yeah, that? yeah, yeah. So, um, I think there were nomads actually. I think that might have been what they were called. Um, but they're doing a bunch of work on animations. Um, there, so there's a video showing uh, one of their capture or a bunch of captures, uh, motion capture sessions, which I love to watch. Like, Oh, I, yeah. For some reason, motion capture, it's just like, I, like I have the, uh, the Blu-ray for Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. And it has uh, behind the scenes of them doing motion capture. And I just love watching like the live action footage, um, and especially like when it's side by side with the CG that they put on afterwards. Oh, my immersion, my immersion. <laughs> <laughs> the um, I, I have to say the um, the stuff that they were capturing in the videos uh, it looked great. Like the slide uh, sliding up to, um, to yeah. the barricade looked so cool. Yeah, it's funny though. Like when you're watching, just the actors do it. It's like that doesn't really look that great. But then you see like the actual captured footage, and it looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And then my question is, how are they gonna do zero G capturing? Yeah, you know it's funny. I actually was thinking about that the other day too. I have no idea how they're gonna do that. Maybe, maybe in water. In water, or they could uh, do one of those uh, wind, what are those wind tunnel things? The vertical, vertical wind tunnel. Yeah. Thing mm-hmm. where you're like falling. I don't know. That's a or good maybe, what is it? Imagine, is that the Andy Circus Studio or Imaginarium? Is Imaginarium? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Maybe they have like a 747 with like motion capture on it, and they can do that thing where they go up into like the atmosphere or whatever and then drop and then it's like zero g the vomit comet yes that's what they have that's <laughs> that's what nasa calls uh theirs. okay yeah maybe they have that with motion capture stuff in it that'd be let me, cool let, let me check the funding level i think we're at 80 <laughs> yeah <million. laughs> yeah i think we need a little bit more uh, a little bit more funding to make that happen yeah uh, all right oh by the way i did look up um what what is it? Uh, uh, behavior. They are mm-hmm. in Montreal. Score. <laughs> so not in Canada. That's in Canada. Exactly. <laughs> I that win. Was, okay. I was, a, I was a callback. Just admit it. <laughs> no, you win absolutely. <laughs> um, they're doing a bunch of work on the environments. Um, so there's a bunch of pictures of uh, the Astro Arena. 
and Gold Horizon before and after. And it's just like so much brighter and more colorful now. Um, they're employing a new lighting model, uh, which is obviously apparent. And then like in the Astro Arena, they put in like some new signs and holograms and stuff. It just makes it look way better. Um, and then like in Gold Horizon, they put in some like lights so that you can see the edges of cover. Um, and yeah, you should just go check out the images there. It looks really, it looks like so much better than it did before. Um, and then we got details on Seda Ball. So have they, did they talk about like what the rules of Seda Ball were before this? I, I haven't no. seen anything on it. No. no, not that I'm aware of. Yeah. So the idea behind it is to test for zero G. So it's going to be so that the players can hone their abilities um, and so that they can get data on how people use it and how to like improve the animations and how it works and all that stuff. Um, and the other thing is so that people can learn how to EVA without thrusters. So Seda Ball is going to have no thrusters. You just have to use your arms and legs to move around. Um, and the game is there's a ball in the center of the arena. And everybody starts from their base, which is on opposite sides of the arena. And you have to go in there. You have to grab the ball, which you can grab either with your hand um, or with your grappling hook, which is connected to your gun. And you need to take the ball from the center to the enemy's spawn, which is going to be a goal. And you need to throw it in there and you win. And then the game restarts. Um, so while the game is going on, you can shoot people with your gun, but it's not going to kill them, which I think is what happened when they showed it at PAX. Um, mm -hmm. I think they were actually killing people, but that's not going to be the case in the final version. You're just going to stun people. Um, I guess they'll probably freeze um, hmm. or do some kind of like epileptic thing. I don't know. <laughs> um, and seizure. then, yes, a seizure. That's what they might do. Um, <laughs> And it's just a temporary effect, so supposedly it's only going to last a few seconds, and then they'll be back in the game. Mm. Um, so it's a be, kinder, gentler state of all. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see um, what kind of strategies come out of this. Like, for example, you know, trying to throw the ball into the enemy's uh, goal and having somebody you know grab it with their grappling gun and basically yank it away just in time, or um, you know, who's gonna you know stun. Uh, you know, whatever players are trying to chase down the person that's got the ball. It's just, it's, it's kind of cool to to think about. You know, a year from now, there's going to be like a playbook, you know, for yeah. the Super Bowl of Seda Ball. Well, I mentioned mm. this last week, but the game in Halo called Griff Ball is kind of similar to this. You go yeah. to the middle, grab a ball, and go to the enemy's base, plant it, and you win. Um, and there are, there's no, like, guns, um, but it's a similar concept, and I think it sounds awesome. I, and, and, like, in Ender's Game, um, they, I think, I think in Ender's Game, they have to get the, the guy to the other side, or they have to kill everybody something, but they, in Ender's Game, they use other people's bodies as, like, a tank around the main guy that they need to move or something. 
Um, so I can see people just making a wall with the other players as like a shield um, so that they can get that guy with the ball to the other side. Mm, okay. Um, and I, so you can like throw the ball to other people and you can pass it and you can grapple it. Um, and I think, I think it sounds pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a, something a little bit different, you know? I mean, it's not the, the same as everything else out there. Yeah. And I, I think so. it's cool that you're not like taking people out of the game. You're just stunning them so that it can buy you more time. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, because that would you know suck if you're in, in something on a, on a sixteen v sixteen and you're the first one killed. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, that 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 would be less fun. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of um, Search and Destroy in Modern Warfare Two. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always horrible at that game because it's the only mode in Call of Duty where you permanently die for the entire round. Because mm-hmm. that's not fun dying right (laughs) first person dying um but then they also talked about animations in zero g and it's a mix between actual animations and ragdoll so Hmm. like i assume like basically when you're moving around normally it's animations but then when you contact with an object in the arena um it puts you into like a rag doll state based on what is touching the object. Uh, so th- again, this is something that's kind of confusing, but it sounds like it's going to make the characters um, react to objects in a really organic way. Cool. Very cool. Um, then they also talked about movement transitions. Um so most FPSs let you move on a dime. Um, so like in Call of Duty, you can just move left and right, forward, backwards. Uh, just, you know, doesn't stop you from moving backwards when you've been running forwards. Uh, but in Star Citizen, if you're running forwards and you decide to move backwards, like in real life, you're going to have to like come to a stop and then start moving backwards. Mm. Um, so it has like a deceleration acceleration thing to it and they have another video up there for that it's pretty cool like the transitions of how that works Um, then they're also going to be working on matchmaking Uh, it's going to be called the generic instance manager yay Um, and it's going to match people based on skill ships, weapons, map preferences ping and more uh, which sounds fantastic because right now it's just throwing people into games randomly. Yeah. Um, then they're also going to be adding a party system, which I assume uh, will allow you to group up with people and then stick with them uh, and be like put into match after match without having to group up after every match. Oh, that'll be nice. Yeah. Um, and then coming soon, they say, multi-crew operations, which is obvious, an obvious addition because we can already sort of do that in uh, free flight. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they said chat system, but they didn't say what kind of chat system. So yeah, They've been really vague about that in general. I wonder if they're still trying to figure that out or have been trying to figure it out until recently. Yeah, so I don't really understand like what they could do if it was just text chat. Like, How can you flesh that out more? Um. Maybe let chat work across all of 
the game. Like if you want to chat with people while you're just in your hangar, maybe they're adding that functionality. But I have a feeling that maybe they're adding voice chat, which would make sense because almost every yeah. game has that. Yeah. Well, no. I, is is this relative to the entire game or just to FPS? I think it's relative to the entire game. Yeah, they're they're going to have to have some sort of obviously they're going to have to have some sort of communication system in place. So uh, if they're you know the first logical place that you would probably see something like that is the first person um, shooter, uh, and then of course that'll probably carry over to arena commander, uh, and then yeah we'll probably see some whatever that is in the persistent universe. Yeah. yeah, I'd be surprised if it's not voice. I mean, yeah, it, I would be it, too. It's it's got to be voice. I mean, because you can't you can't be doing FPS and texting at the same time. No. Yeah. So uh, that's they said that's in the final stages. So nice. I don't know if that means it's going to be ready before the actual FPS update, or if it's just going to be ready then. Um, but that's chat system. Um, and then they also said. Uh, or I pulled this quote, which I thought was interesting. They said, the other game modules will soon enable multiplayer landing zones and other points of interest. Hmm. So okay. I don't I don't really know what that means. That means that's where I park my Redeemer. Yeah, but why would you <laughs> want to park your Redeemer while you're in other modes? Because it's cool. Okay. You heard it here first. John's like, thanks for the clarification. It's cool to park your Redeemer. It is. <laughs> um, and, then, and just like lean on the on the on the nose, you know, outside. You go, hey, what's up? Yeah, crank hi. some uh, crank some Billy Squire, <laughs> <laughs> or something equivalent. Uh huh. Um, they covered technology, and so better loading, which we've already seen. Right. Um, and supposedly they're going to be working on that even more um, past 1.1.2. Uh, so I guess that'll just be getting better. Uh, and there's a lot of other technical stuff in there that you can read about that I completely don't understand, like words I've never even heard of. So cool. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, they're using an audio engine called Wise. Wise. It's W W I S E. I don't know how to say that word, um, but it it sounds really cool. Um, so they talked about uh, handling spatial audio. Um, so it's going to change based on what kind of environment you're in, how big the room is, what it's like. I assume like if it's made out of metal or whatever. Mm, that's probably really cool. Everything in space is made out of metal. That'll be um, that'll be a huge advantage to using their chat service as opposed to using a mumble or or a um, you know or any of the other chat services that are out there if their chat service is for lack of a better word spatially aware yeah why, why would you not want to use that you know what I yeah. mean for for game immersion yeah it would be yeah it'd be really cool if you could just have an open mic for uh, proximity. And then if you need to talk to somebody that's on your team, you would like use push to talk and it would be using like an in-game radio or something. Mm -hmm. um, so if you were next to an enemy, you could see you could hear their conversation, even though they think they're just talking to their teammates. Because mm -hmm. that's how it works in real life. It does. <laughs> 
Um, that engine also does some crazy stuff. It sounded like if you're if you can hear something like it's loud, if something's louder, it's gonna have better quality than a track that is farther away and quieter. Um, so that should help with CPU stuff, and then it can also dynamically transition between tracks based on the situation. So if you're just flying along in space and uh, you get interdicted, then the music is going to transition from something calm to something like Ta-da! more exciting. Yes, really exciting. Um, but it's going to do that because it knows like what the track sounds like. And something awesome is going to happen. So, <laughs> so lots of awesome stuff will happen. Yeah, something wonderful. Yeah. So there's a bunch of pictures and videos in that post. It's really interesting if you're into the FPS stuff. Um, so I definitely recommend you go check it out. Cool. Nice. I, I definitely want to take some time to read it, but it just might not be until this weekend. Well, maybe you should just wait for Star Citizen Archives to to cover it. Yes. (laughs) Maybe I will. Yeah. Absolutely. Big shout out to the Super Leader Brothers. Yep, absolutely. Go team. All right. Well, we had a concept sale this uh, last Friday, guys. We did. And it's the Starfarer is back, and it's evil twin brother, the Gemini. 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 So we had two variants. Uh, We had the base model, which was the old Starfarer, and then the Gemini Military Edition, which is um, the military variant of the um, Starfarer idea. And those went on sale Friday, late Friday. And um, I see on the Stretch Goals page that... Um, if everyone only bought Geminis, they sold a thousand of them on Saturday. Wow! Yeah, so two hundred forty-four thousand dollars on Saturday, another hundred and fifteen or hundred fourteen on um, Sunday, and then um, about uh, seventy-one thousand today. So, you know, not the not the biggest concept sale. I mean, nothing compared to like the um, I don't remember the specific numbers for the. Hull series, but um, this is just two ships and one that had been released previously. So yeah, technically it's kind of a re-release, right? Yeah, it's yeah. not really a concept sale, right? Right. Well, the Gemini is the yeah. Gemini is, and um, which they also are calling the Star G, which I would like to point out is my name in other circles, oh, not here. Nice. But yeah, so you know, Star Gleep, get it. Uh-huh. I get Very it. Nice. Gleep starts yeah. with G. It does in mo- in most languages. It does. Yes. Wow. Um, Can you tell me how to get how to get to Sesame Street? <laughs> Gleep starts with G. It does. And <laughs> the um, what I thought was interesting was that the Gemini is a um, was converted from the base model to the Gemini under license by one of my favorite shipbuilders, Aegis Dynamics. So it's kind of like a, a, a hybrid thing here, sort of a cooperative thing, kind of like when they started making, um, was it the Saturns? Was it Saturn? Yeah, it was Saturn. It was like, um, uh, I forget who the two companies were, one Japanese company, one uh, U.S. company that made those cars together or started that. Um, anyway, that's 
California thing. History. Cars. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> But uh, the cool thing about the Starfarer um, uh, is the modular design, and you're also going to be able to use it as a dry cargo hauler. And uh, there's going to be a Q&A over the course of the week, and we will discuss uh, all of the, um, uh, or not all of, but some of the, the salient points that are brought up on episode 30 of this show. Did you buy um, one? Yeah, I did. <laughs> of course you did. Oh man. Uh did you buy did you buy the Gemini or the stock Starfarer? Star G. Oh he yeah. Had okay. Star he had to get Star G. G. He had yeah. to. <laughs> All, right. All right, fair enough. Now but, less, less cargo space, slower, less maneuverable, but heavier armor and bigger guns, right? Yep. So I'll be able to support uh the Orions um in, you know, hostile areas. So I'm looking forward to that. Be able to do some harvesting and refining of my own. So it's like a big floating still in space. So what did um, you have to melt? I melted my gladiator and my super hornet. Wow. Oh wow. Yeah. You're running out of ships to melt, you know. <laughs> you're gonna have to you're gonna have to crack open that wallet pretty soon. Um not if I can help it. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but for that I was able to get the uh, Star G and a Gladius. So um, I I'm I'm all Aegis, all Aegis and Misk right now. Oh, nice. So, yeah. For uh, for any wives that are out there listening, um, we have lots of store credit. <laughs> Oodles, Oodles just, of store just, credit. Just saying, lot lots of store credit. Well, so you guys can tell I'm kind of excited about this ship. Are you guys? Do you, do you care? Does does it? Did it? Did it flip your skirt? Did it float your boat? Um, I mean, it's it's not the kind of ship that I feel like I need to own. Hmm. Um, but I think it's a really cool ship, and I definitely want to crew with somebody on it. And I definitely think it'll be a valuable addition to the org. I mean, we're gonna need somebody fueling all our hulls and Orions. See, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, you know, we've got all these huge ships, which are, I'm guessing not all of them are going to be hybrid models, you know? So yeah. You're going to you're gonna, gonna yeah. s- need something some to fuel, fuel them up. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, it didn't it didn't really do anything for me in, in the respect of uh, this is a ship I have to have. But what I did get really excited about was the role that it's playing and the insight it gives us into the Persistent Universe. Um, two things. The first thing is I love, love, love the fact that it, it will basically be sucking um, gas, su- sucking items off of a gas giant um, and converting that into fuel. I just think that's such a cool mechanic for something as simple as uh, fuel for for the game for the ship in, for the ships in game. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's really cool is picture in your mind, you know, and uh, 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 basically a fleet traveling, an, an Idris, uh, a uh, Starfarer, a uh, Orion, uh, Hornets. Picture all of those together, and the first thing that comes to mind to me is mm-hmm. the uh, fleet travel in Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. All these kind of weird, mismatched, uh, odd ships that don't really. Um, that don't really look like each other, all kind of traveling together, um, but all having their own distinct purposes. I just think that's really cool. Yeah, and they're all going to need fuel. Yeah, absolutely. So um, good, good call on picking up, uh, picking up a Star G, Star G. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. The thing that really piqued my interest is the retracting toilet. 
Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, it looks comfortable. I wonder <laughs> if it's heated. <laughs> it's got a bidet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if it has one of those Japanese cleaning things. Bode. Bode. That. Wait, isn't that a separate thing? Um, oh, yeah, the, the Japanese, I think, have them built into the toilets. Yeah. Right, yeah. And the French have them off to the side. My grandparents mm-hmm. have one of those, and I don't feel like I need to try it. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope, 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 not going to do it. I have a hand and it. toilet paper for that. Yeah, and you know, the rest of the world thinks we're rather uncivilized because of that. That's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe we're the weird ones. Maybe you you're the weird one. Yeah, well, no, I'm definitely the weird one. There's no question about that. <laughs> so coming up, <laughs> we have Starfarer Q&A this week. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to Star Marine. We have no idea when it's coming. We just know that it's coming some point after today. So uh, we're keeping an eye out for indications of that dropping, be it in the PTU or on the live servers. And then after that, of course, the social module. So, based on uh, the extents, the what extent, is the right ex- conjugation? Extent. The extent of the FPS post, it kind of makes me feel like it's just a thing to tie us over, um, because we have been waiting so long, and that they have a while to go. Mm. It, it seems to me like uh, just looking at everything. It seems to me like like Chris wasn't happy. Not that it was bad, but he wasn't happy with what Ilphonic delivered, and he sent uh, Travis out there with a list of things that they wanted corrected, or dialed up, or dialed in, or polished before the game was released. That's what it seems like to me. And basically Travis went out there and acted as a coordinator and kind of got them more in line with what Chris's vision was for the for that aspect of the game. Yeah, um, but do you think Chris would say it's coming in the next few weeks um, before he knew what the state of it was? It's entirely possible. I mean, he may have seen stuff that they were sending him and he was like, oh, this is cool. And then sat down and was like, this is not what I want. You know, make it better. Yeah, because it is obvious that they've done tons of work since right. they showed it to us. Um, because it's it's almost, I mean, uh, Seda Ball is a completely different game. Like that mm-hmm. that wasn't even that wasn't even a mode back when they showed it for the first time. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I I you know I, I just the impression I've got from just from watching around the verse and and from seeing everybody talking about it is it just feels to me like Chris was like this is good but I want more you know or or this is okay I want it to be exceptional and sent Travis out there and they basically just had to dive in and do more work to get it where Chris wanted it for release. Yeah. I think Star Marine is going to be more polished than Arena Commander was when it launched. Yeah, I would agree with that. I hope so. hope so. All right. Well, um, puppies and bows. What do you say, guys? What is with you and puppies? I like them pretty. <laughs> you like cats more than you like uh, dogs. A lot. 
Support Engine! They power our website. Go to <laughs> engine.com for all your site hosting needs. Support Ronald Jenkins. Please check him out at www.ronaldjenkins.com. I am Gleep, and I can be found in a couple of places. You can find me on the Twitter at HouseGleep, and then you can also email me, gleep at versecast.org. I am uh, Jimmy Croker. You can find me on Twitter at Jimmy Croker. Uh, it's J-I-M-I-C-R-O-K-E-R. Uh, over at uh, Star Citizen, my uh, name in game is Ajax Wilhelm, but my handle is Jackson, J-A-X-S-U-N. And that's also my handle over at uh, Versecast. And you can email me at jimmy at versecast.org. You can find me most places at the only Gianto, and you can email me at john at versecast.org. Uh, you can email the show at comms at versecast.org. We would appreciate your emails if you have something that you'd like to say about what we said on the show this week. Or if you have something completely, entirely different to say, say it there. Uh, because mm -hmm. email, we're trying to bring email back, okay? And well, I it, think we're taking it, it back. Well, it did come back. And if, uh, and uh, just uh, sorry for the interruption, but uh, in the second portion of the show for this week, we will have lots of email submissions. So mm -hmm. if, if you didn't hear it yet, it's coming soon. That's right. Um, you can also find us on Twitter at Versecast, uh, where we will follow you back. And you can use the hashtag TGWS so that we can find your Star Citizen tweets and favorite and retweet them and all that good stuff. You can head over to robertspaceindustries.com slash org slash versecast and join those guys with ships. We'd love to have you even as an affiliate. You can join multiple orgs so you got nothing to lose. Head over mm -hmm. to versecast.org where we have all the podcast links. Uh, we have a thriving community, tons of stuff going on in the forums. People are hanging out on Mumble. Uh, we got somebody up in uh, other games right now, uh, Mr. Haha. -Ha. Uh, so he's a he's a blast to play with. Um, we usually play throughout the week. There's usually somebody on. So usually, if you jump jump on, other people will join. I've found that to be true. Uh, so even if nobody's on, you should jump on. And somebody will find you. Please review us on iTunes. I put out the the Janto beacon uh, <laughs> for reviews, and we got a few. We covered them last week on the community show. Um, and I don't know, we might have gotten one or two more this week. Uh, so we'll cover those. We would really appreciate your review. Just search for Versecast on iTunes. Um, I would also like to... It doesn't seem like we cover what days our events are on very well. It seems like it's skimmed a little bit. Um, so I would just like to say that you can come join us for our weekly meetup on Sunday at 6 o'clock Pacific, um, where we just join up in Star Citizen and play stuff for fun. Um, so you're not expected to bring anything or... Uh, do anything it's just all for fun um mm -hmm. so that's every sunday and then every <clears throat> thursday we have aces flight academy which is at seven o'clock pacific yes. time um and if you head over to the versecast site and click on events you can see the event calendar which will show you the time in your 
uh, time zone, as well as count down from the current time uh, in days and minutes and hours and seconds and millenniums and other units of time. That is a detailed clock. Whoa. And I think that's about it. All right. Well, until next time then, we are Those Guys With Ships, and this has been The Verse Cast. See you guys. See you in the verse. See ya. See ya.